1: 22 minutes after 11 with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. So there's this uh, Democrat from Florida uh, representative, and he proposed that we should get rid of the Statue of Liberty.
2: (laughs) What do you mean get rid of it? Like just chop it in half?
1: Yes, he is proposing a bill to remove the Statue of Liberty Uh along with their, quote, bigoted immigration law.
2: So uh, I'm gonna guess this guy's a D. Mm-hmm, is that yeah. right? Yes. I mean he is a D, but I mm-hmm. meant like a in this case a Democrat.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, his name is Maxwell Frost.
2: Uh huh. That seems about right.
1: Yeah. And he doesn't.
2: Maxwell Frost. Mm-hmm. And you he... if you know if you gave birth to a kid named Maxwell Frost, that guy is gonna be a colossal jerk and go out of his way to be a pain in everybody's ass his entire life just on the name alone.
1: Uh, listen to what he has to say, and uh, he. He doesn't like H.R. bill number two
2: to my colleagues on the other side of the aisle. Let's be honest with immigrants who deserve better than what you're offering them. Don't welcome immigrants if you plan to reject them. If you keep pushing your bigoted H.R. 2 bill, then also pass this bill. I've taken the liberty of drafting it for you. It removes the Statue of Liberty, our largest symbol that tells people to come here. This is who you are removing the fabric of America. So I want to know which Republican who supports and voted for H.R. 2 will introduce this bill.
1: Okay, so I don't think he's really trying to remove the Statue of Liberty. He's just trying to make a point, um, you know, his views on immigration. But the whole thing is ridiculous. Why even make a joke bill?
2: Uh, Okay, so let's just remind everyone that the Statue of Liberty or any sayings that may be found on it are not official U.S. policy. They're not legislation. They're not found in any of our documents anywhere. It is a saying Mm -hmm. on a giant statue that was a gift from France Mm -hmm. 100 and it's almost been 150 years ago now in order to tie our two countries together for our repeated support of France that has stood the test of time and to recognize, and this is key, to recognize not america's commitment to anyone who wants to come to this country can just walk right on in and we don't have a right to know it was our commitment to liberty and freedom and there is nothing and i mean nothing about verifying who's coming into the country and making Amer- being an american special and having meaning that is any way in direct conflict with the idea of liberty And freedom. This guy is exactly what you would think, and he sounded exactly the way you (laughs) thought some guy named Maxwell Frost Mm. would sound.
1: Uh, I don't know if you heard of it. Joe Rogan was reporting that um, they're definitely taking advantage of crossing the border of the process, how people are getting money when they cross the border. And then they're going back and forth, doing it multiple times, so they can just keep getting more money. No, now, Casey... (laughs) You, I am not going to let you in
2: any way besmirch the name of the good illegal immigrants who are (laughs) defying American laws and sovereignty by illegally entering the country. Now you're implying they're just doing it for money and freebies. Mm. I'm not going to stand for that.
1: Okay. Hey, did you see the the, uh, columnist from the New York Post wrote a piece, and in it she said that uh, Michelle Obama is going to try to sneak her way into the 24 race haven't
2: well you i think a, i think a, somebody i think you said, something yeah, think along you said those lines. that yes mm-hmm. and, I've, and by the way i freely admit to you i've stolen that many many times and given you no credit for that whatsoever i'm totally using that as my own idea now okay. uh okay. but on these airwaves so mm-hmm. people listen to the show they'll know that was casey's idea <laughs> i'm just kidding casey i give you full credit for this mm-hmm. because i think there's a lot of merit to it that your theory is biden will be will go through the primary season mm-hmm. he will then become the nominee in name And then when it comes time, as we get near the convention, something will magically happen, which will make him unable to Mm -hmm. run for reelection And then the delegates will pick the nominee.
1: So the Washington Post reported that uh, Obama, President Obama, expressed concern over Biden's campaign and even became very animated during some of their discussions about the reelection for Biden. Mm. So if President Obama is not happy with the way things are and now there's this story popping up about how Michelle Obama might. Try and sneak her way in. Is there any legitimacy to...
2: Well, I don't think it's sneaking if you walk right through the front door.
1: (laughs) I mean... And I often wonder with stories like this, um, was that a plant? Well, Or is this someone's just, you know, their, their opinion? Like, hey, let's float this yeah, out there and I'm, see how it's received.
2: I'm sure there's all sorts of maneuvering going on right now. But I think a reasonable – and look, hey, maybe we're here in October going, boy, were we wrong about that, mm-hmm. that Biden will be the nominee and maybe it will be Biden against Trump. And uh, But I tend to subscribe to what you have said. That seems like a very – it's not even a conspiracy theory. It's just a logical thing. They're not going to let a guy who mumbles to himself and – Says he just took photos with people who weren't even there to be the nominee against Trump, and so if he's not going to be the nominee, then the logical way that wouldn't happen is what you have mm-hmm. you have rolled out. I don't think you make it makes you a flat earther or a anti moon landing person to come up with what you came up with, Casey. Yeah, we have to take a break. Mm-hmm. When we come back, uh, we've had a lot of fun today. The fun is over when we come back. Oh, no. Because the Indiana Republican Party and their stooges and their lackeys, they are very gross people. And they can't stand that a Republican judge ruled against them in their totally corrupt anti-constitutional plan to keep undesirables off the ballot. And now they have taken this to a new level, just making stuff up. Uh, And Jim Banks, I'm sure, is in on this as well. And they're using the Daily Caller to get this done. Mm -hmm. And so we got to talk about what they're trying to do with John Russ now, because these people are a bunch of real sickos. It's
1: on the way with Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a
0: diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at K-I-S-Q-A-L-I and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between.
1: It's Kennelly Casey on 93 WIBC. And uh, let's get an update on what's going on with John Ross. This is the guy who is trying to run against Jim Banks. And right now he's trying to fulfill the signature quota for the nomination.
2: So something happened yesterday. And look, the Indiana Republican Party and the Jim Banks people are just very pathetic, gross people. And they are doing everything in their power to avoid having competition and that's what this is about at this point this is about that a judge ruled if you'll recall uh before the first of the year that indiana's election law written by republicans designed to keep regular people from running for public office and, and one of the major reasons the judge threw the law out is you are disenfranchising millions of Hoosiers from running for public office because the Republicans want to control exactly who can run. They want all the undesirables off the ballot. They don't want any competition. And so they wrote this very corrupt, unconstitutional as, as a, by the way, as a Republican judge, this is very important to note that it was a Republican judge who threw out the Republican election law. We'll get to that here in a second, why that's important. And what he said is you're disenfranchising millions of people from running. You are saying things about running for public office that are nowhere found in the Indiana constitution. You're giving powers to county elect, county, um, party officials who are not elected by the people that that power is nowhere found in the indiana constitution and it's very obvious what you guys are doing and we're not going to allow that and he threw the the law out so the the state of indiana and again i stand by just as we saw with um with the Allen case, if you want to lose a case in court, you put Todd Rokita in charge of arguing it because Rokita got his ass handed to him by Dietrich in Marion County Court, again, a Republican judge, um, and he took it to the Supreme Court. So it's in front of the Supreme Court. Supreme Court refused to stay the ruling, which Mm -hmm. means you would think they're looking at the merits of the case high level and saying, we tend to agree with this judge, so we're not going to stop his ruling from going into effect, which means John Rust, who is trying to run for Indiana, US Senate in Indiana, is now on the ballot unless Rokita and the state can prove otherwise. Mm-hmm. Well, when something goes to the Supreme Court, Outside groups are entitled to write what they call amicus briefs, which are essentially friend of the court, I support this group, I'm not in this lawsuit, but, I, you know, mm-hmm. we we support. And Here's this, my opinion. This happens all the time, and it makes very weird bedfellows and countless, you know, times Republicans will side with Democrats, Democrats will side with Republicans. It doesn't even necessarily pertain to we support the guy in question. It's just legally we agree with this. So, for example, in this case, the Republican Party wrote an amicus brief to support the state of Indiana. They're not in the lawsuit, but they say, hey, we're, we're in, you know, we're simpatico with these people. Well, there are two groups who wrote uh, amicus briefs. They haven't, by all accounts, given any money. They're not knocking on doors for. They're not supporting the candidacy of John Rust. They are just simply saying, legally, mm-hmm. we believe this person should be allowed to run for public o- run for public office. And here is why we think the election law that the Republican judge threw out was rightly thrown out and why the law was unconstitutional. Well, the Republicans, because they're so mad. Because keep in mind, Jim Banks was endorsed by Holcomb and Hup for Incorporated. And as Abdul told us a couple weeks ago, Jim Banks is as establishment as you come. It's been a giant fraud for years. Everybody's known it. He didn't use those words, but he was chuckling. And I know Abdul, and that's what Abdul was saying. Everybody knows what Jim Banks really is. Well, they are livid that that Rust is likely going to be able to run because that is going to force Jim Banks to actually be accountable for things like voting for Kevin McCarthy 15 times and voting to save Kevin McCarthy and all sorts of big spending things that Banks has voted for. They are outraged. Outraged, Casey, that an outsider (laughs) would be allowed to run for public office. And so they got some stooge at the Daily Caller to put this piece out to try to make people think, Casey, someone who works here, and I'm not going to say his name because he was correct, and then he apologized for his mistake and he realized the mistake he'd made, called me breathlessly yesterday going, you won't believe who is who is supporting John Rust. And they made it out like Scrooge McDuck had rolled up with a truckload full of coins and dropped it at John Rust's door. Here's the headline. George Soros groups help sneak longtime dim rust mm-hmm. into Indiana's GOP Senate primary. Mm-hmm. You would th- like I said, that they're in cahoots, that they're out knocking on doors, that they are, you know, pounding the pavement, that they're putting a sign in every yard. These two groups who have accepted money from Soros in the past, as well as many, many other organizations.
1: You're talking about Common Cause and League of Women Voters.
2: Right. They're voter rights groups have simply written. A friend of the court brief saying, here's why we agree with the Republican (laughs) judge who Mm -hmm. threw out Indiana's Mm -hmm. election law. But the banks people are so pathetic and so desperate. And the Indiana Republican Party and the Stooges and Toadies and Lackeys who stand behind them, the butt sniffers and ass kissers are so desperate that they're putting this thing out like John Rust is now in cahoots with these groups and with George Soros. Now, here's what's also interesting about all of this, which is that as it goes in front of the Supreme Court, you will have five Supreme Court Republican-appointed Supreme Court Justices Casey who will make the ruling. So what are they going to do then when the Supreme Court, who if you read the tea leaves, is likely going to, and rightfully so, come down on the side that John Russ can run for public office? Mm -hmm. What are they going to say then?
1: I think it's really interesting how these two are going back and forth because Jim Banks said in Indiana, he, and he means George Soros, he is funding efforts to get a Democrat on the Republican ballot. He said it's more clear than ever. that John Rust is the Democrats' Trojan horse. And then when John Rust was asked about this, he said, you know, hey, this is fake news, peddled by the Jim Banks campaign. Yeah, yeah, we
2: got to address this real quick, and I know we're short on time. But here's, again, how gross these people are. So we've talked with John Rust. We've had him on the show. We've asked him about voting in Democrat primaries. He's made it very clear. I voted in Democrat primaries because there was, on the local elections, Mm -hmm. there was no one else to vote for. You know who else made the same claim as John Rust? Mike Braun. Mike Braun, who is a sitting Republican senator, who was endorsed and supported by the Indiana Republican Party, who is endorsed and supported by Donald Trump, who is now endorsed and supported by Donald Trump as he's running for governor mm-hmm. and is the front runner for governor in the state of Indiana, made the exact same claim on this radio station. Mm-hmm. I voted in Democrat primaries because on the local elections, that's all I had to vote for. John Russ, same thing. Yet because Mike Braun was a reliable stooge in the Indiana House of Representatives who voted for all the tax increases and growth in government under Holcomb. They said, yay, it's so logical, and it's so understandable, Casey, and it's such a reasonable expl- explanation. But yet when it's John Rust who threatens Jimbo and his dis- establishment clown buddies, oh he's a Democrat plant from George Soros. The Republican Party is so gross, and I don't even care what Rust views are anymore. I'm voting for the guy. He could be a Marxist for all I care. These Republicans are gross. They're sick. They're pathetic people.
1: Hey, Susan Beckwith is going to join us next. We're going to wrap up your Friday with a Mind Your Manners segment. That's on the way from 93 WIBC.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200mg at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: Susan, looks like I'm losing, I'm losing my mind.
0: 93
2: W.I.B.C. It is the Kendall and Casey Show. I'm Rob Casey's here, and we wrap up our program today. As we do every Friday, we send you people, our beloved audience, into the weekend with an opportunity to be better, more polite, mm-hmm. well-behaved That's right. members of society. And for <laughs> that, it's the Mind Your Manners segment. We have our—Casey, did you know we have our very own former Miss Indiana? I
1: know, and she's lovely. How
2: many shows can say we have our own— our own former yeah. Miss Indiana yeah. on She's speed ours. dial. Uh, Susan Beckwith <laughs> joins us now on the WIBC Hotline. All right, Susan, before we get to uh, this week's Mind Your Manners, the Miss America pageant was last Sunday. You competed in the Miss America pageant. Do you watch these events and go, I was better than her?
0: <laughs> oh, absolutely not. I was thrilled. So a couple things. Uh, Miss Indiana, she was second runner-up, which mm-hmm. is amazing. She did a so phenomenal third, job. Is that third?
2: Why, so do, why, why don't they just say third? She was third.
0: Well, I don't know these things, Robert. <laughs> it's because
1: in case the first person can't fulfill their obligation.
2: But she yes. wasn't even the runner-up. She was third. She wasn't the runner. She was the runner-up to the runner-up. No, she was third. You
1: know what, Susan? She was also Miss Congeniality, wasn't she?
0: Yeah, I didn't know that. So yeah. That's awesome. No, what does that mean? A- she was congenial? Really? She was likable? Yes, yes. And so uh, she played I played well with others. Games yeah she's i've heard wonderful things about her i do not know her personally but i know that she is a nurse at riley Mm -hmm. and just seems to be lovely and you know we're we're really proud of her back here in the hoosier state of course well you know and how she did and did you see who won
1: yes miss colorado uh second lieutenant in the air force she's a pilot she's got beauty and brains
0: Absolutely. I think she's the first active duty um, service member to to be crowned Miss America. So making history. And yes, she was beautiful. And and I I was so excited. It was a great year.
2: Yes. You're so glowing. And both of you are so nice. Like If I lost something, I would tell those people to eat it and walk out of there. And you're (laughs) like, oh, I'm so happy for her. And I would spend the rest of my days if I had been what you were, Susan, trying to pick apart the other people to make myself feel better. But here you are. Oh, everyone's great. They're wonderful. I wish I could be half the person you are
0: when I genuinely say I was so thrilled to have even made it to the Miss America stage and for all the scholarships and all the opportunities. I mean, look at all these years later, it's continuing to open doors and even this opportunity, which I absolutely love every week. So it's all good. Uh, So just like the Miss America,
1: her message was to serve beyond the uniform. Yeah. Uh, Susan Beckwith is going to serve beyond the crown right now with mind your manners.
2: Absolutely. So this week, I think this is pretty timely. Susan comes up with all these topics It's the issue and the etiquette around Mm re-gifting. Casey, you strike me as someone who has totally gotten a gift, Mm -hmm. hated it, and then given it to someone else.
1: I've only done that when it's been a joke gift that gets passed around. Yeah, because I don't know the etiquette. Like, don't you just return it or can you re-gift it to somebody else? I don't know if that's allowed.
2: Well, I think that's what we're about to find out. All right, Susan, you're the expert here. Uh, I think most people in our audience have probably done this at some point. Let's start with this. Re-gifting in general, is that a no-no?
0: No, you can. Oh. There are some stipulations. I know. So there was a time I feel like, you know, there was um, more of a split on that. But actually in this day and age when we're trying to be more sustainable and thinking about, you know, you don't want something to just be thrown away and end up in a landfill. But there are some protocols to remember. And that's what we're going to go through this morning. So one of the first ones right off the bat is you want to re-gift it in all of its original packages. So with all the parts. <laughs> nothing missing you know uh that's that's important
2: <laughs> okay so you're saying if i get something and it's in a plastic you know wrapper cellophane wrapper or something of some sort if i open it it's like you break it you bought it you cannot re-gift it if it's been opened and tinkered with
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If it's missing a manual, if it's you know all crumpled, or you know missing a remote, or something of that nature, no, you know, done, done. then you cannot regift it.
1: Here's a thousand piece puzzle I'm giving you, and it's missing the last piece. <laughs> oh,
2: I would totally do that. I'm so glad she spelled that out because that would totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I tried to assemble this and I couldn't. So here, good luck. <laughs> uh, all right, th- okay, that seems very reasonable for number one, Susan. Uh, what is the second rule of regifting? If some
0: is specifically made for you like handcrafted Mm. or you know a homemade gift that you know the person tried to put a lot of intention in for you specifically then that would the etiquette would be that you do hang on to it that it would not be something that you would
2: I can't believe, and I, I'm not faulting you for saying this, because I guess I really can believe, but I can't believe we live in a society where Susan has to tell the audience, hey, if someone made something nice, especially for you, like if it says, hey, to Rob, don't give it to some guy named Dwayne. <laughs> 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 yes,
0: exactly bleeds right into another really excellent point. Be sure to make sure that there's nothing that is on the gift that would signify like a monogram or is that <laughs> <really> personal life.
1: <laughs> You'd think, oh, okay. Now when Livvy gets older and makes you a macaroni necklace, yeah. Rob, you cannot re-gift that away <laughs> to someone else. I think there's, a,
2: there's, a, there's an episode of The Simpsons where Ned Flanders, who is the neighbor of The Simpsons, loses all his money and has to sell all his stuff. And Homer buys his college diploma and just crosses Ned's name out and puts (laughs)
1: his name on.
2: That's pathetic, uh, 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 Susan, that people would actually do that, but apparently it's a thing because you're telling us it's a thing.
0: It is. And, and, you know, it's just funny. Sometimes people will think, oh, it's no big deal. It's still in great condition, you know, but it has this addition. You know, it's no, it's no big deal. But in reality, no, that is not something you should regift. Here are these
1: monogram towels. That's not my monogram. <laughs> Oops.
2: <laughs> so Susan with is our guest, as she does every Friday. It's the Mind Your Manners segment. It's re-gifting. And let's rehash. Okay, people are just joining us. The top three uh, rules. Number one, if you took it out of the package, you can't give it to someone else. Uh <laughs> If it, was hand, if it was made, especially for you, you can't give it to someone else. And if it's got your name or initials on it, you can't give it to someone else. <laughs> did I – Did I? Uh, is that a fair synopsis Beautiful. thus far? Yes, okay.
0: Beautiful. And I really feel like I've saved uh, one of the last ones, you know, um, which is most important. Is you do not want to re-gift within the same circle. So really thinking uh, kind of if you want to give it to someone else. You know, so I was thinking this morning like a great example. If, if Hammer gave you something, you wouldn't want to give it to Nine. That yeah. just, you know, you're like, oh, my goodness, I gave you that, and you are gifted it.
1: Actually, I think that would be perfect for this circle, but we understand the example.
2: All right, Susan, tell us about your very fabulous, amazing website and Facebook page, Bell of the Midwest.
0: It's a great resource for all things etiquette. I love hearing from you. There's an opportunity for you to submit etiquette questions. But if you are really wanting regular content, my Facebook page is the best place to connect with me. Every Monday, we're coming out with a Manner Monday tip. And also, new in 2024, we're doing a new series kind of talking about the different bells of the Bible. So oh, in case you forgot, mm. my business is called Bell of the Midwest, and we thought that would be just a, a fun take to kind of learn about the different women in the Bible and what made them beautiful inside and out.
2: Bell of the Midwest, B-E-L-L-E of the Midwest.com. You can also find it, Bell of the Midwest, on Facebook. Susan Beckwith, you are the best. And, ah, boy, I'll tell you what, I'm not regifting anything to you because you'll be all (laughs) over it. Thank you.
1: Have a great weekend. Yeah, you too. Wonderful job. And that's going to do it for us. Thank you, Rob. Thank you, Kevin. And thank you for listening today and all week long. We have Tony Katz up next. This has been Kendall and Casey on 93WIBC.